skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. It seems to run on some form of electricity. And it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. Some are good for fighting, others for dying. It's Just Two Movies. Welcome back to another episode of It's Just Two Movies. My name is Daniel King. In the studio with me tonight is no one but via, uh, I guess, mobile connection, uh, Facebook call. We've got Brandon Stewart with us this evening. Hey, y'all. Hey, Hey, (laughs) Danny boy. Danny boy. Hey, Brandon. (laughs) Do you see that? Do you see it behind you? What's that? They're filming. They're filming fucking midgets. <laughs> They're so, filming fucking midgets over there. Yeah, for uh, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Brandon Stewart's a friend of the show. Brett Brandon, won't you uh, take a moment and tell everybody about yourself? Yeah, uh, we. I've been recently doing a show where uh, ATI podcast. Uh, that's primarily where I'm on. Uh, it's mostly it. We like to say it's movies, uh, entertainment, and uh politics but it's mostly politics lately um we do a lot of random skits and we just did an election for ati podcast uh and then i also um have a uh instagram account uh a shop open on etsy it's at oz imperius emporium after my late father uh we i paint uh a lot of miniature figures and uh sell them across the world yeah, uh, I yeah, think my great first work. sale was in Greece. Very so nice. that was pretty cool. Yeah, man, and they they look great, man. I I like to paint them as a hobbyist, but honestly, man, I, if I come across a really cool painted one, I'm like, All right, I gotta have it. It's like I don't want to I don't want to spend eighty hours to not eighty hours. That's a massive exaggeration. Five hours uh, yeah. <laughs> painting something that'll just be like, oh man, <laughs> it doesn't look as cool as I mean, it takes it a while it takes a lot of and but it's very therapeutic uh, oh yeah for sure it'll make sure that you know that you don't like uh think about killing your mother or uh you know right. whatever yeah relaxing <laughs> I mean, it's stuff. a random thought that somebody else would think yeah, yeah. you think about like uh wonder what little adventures this dude's been on that's what i do anyway yeah uh yeah. <laughs> so so uh yeah we kind of met through through doing that podcast mutually and uh for this podcast if it's your first time tuning in uh it's just two movies we watch a good movie and then we watch something else that's like hopefully it's so bad it's good sometimes it's just bad like just real bad you know uh hopefully we can have some laughs while we're giving it a watch now normally we will do this on a friday night and normally whoever the guest of the show is will just come over to my house and we hang out and we have some drinks and we watch a movie and have you know fucking pizza or cookout or what you know whatever so this is the first show that we've ever done remotely yeah I'm proud to do so. Yeah, uh, I've been um, listening. Long time listener, Danny. Long time listener. Well, good. That's uh, that's that's fantastic, man. We we've been at it for uh, for a hot minute now. Uh, I think actually is this uh, th- this should be episode 101. Actually, wow. I'm kind of upset I didn't get the hundred. But <laughs> I did like 101 Dalmatians where oh. they were talking about Skinner, all those dogs. So that's also um, a movie. Yeah, yeah I'm into uh, it. So, uh, first time guest of the show, I always let you pick the movie. Like what, what's one of your favorite movies? Uh, wh- whether you think I have or haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a really long time. And, uh, you selected in Bruges. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, not one of my favorite movies. This is my favorite movie of all time. Very I think nice. I've watched this movie in every facet known to mankind. Uh, Alamo draft house. I, 
had a five course meal with five beer pairing. Uh, I went to Bruges while I was overseas, uh, and my wife did a scavenger hunt based off of this movie. Oh wow! Um, I've collectively, I, I, I'm obsessed with this movie, and I think that uh, the director especially is it's somebody that uh, really hit me with this first debut. Yeah, it's a uh, it is a hell of a film. Um, so if you're not familiar with M. Bruges, it is a 2008 crime comedy, one hour, 47 minute runtime. Uh, I rented it on Prime. I couldn't find it anywhere else. It's got a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 84 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, 84 percent on Just Watch and 89 percent of Google users like this movie. Release date February 8th, directed by Martin McDonough. Uh, budget was 15 million US dollars. Box office came in at 34.5 million. Uh, music composed by Carter Burrell. Uh, excuse me, Carter Burwell. <clears throat> uh, Star- Scottish. Ah, yeah. gotcha. Uh, stars Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, oh, I'm going to butcher some of these. Uh, Clements Posey, Ralph Fiennes, Thaka Rutten, Jordan Prentice, and. Jeremy Renier <laughs> instead of Jeremy Renner. Yeah, it's like, definitely Renier. There's no reason why that man should be in this movie. So, so Brandon, tell us for for anybody out there that doesn't know, has never heard of In Bruges, d- doesn't think that it's even a real movie. What would you uh, briefly tell them that it's about without spoiling it? It is a, about a set of assassins who have been sent to a town um uh the most beautiful fairy tale town in all of uh europe it's a pretty good town i mean it's a fairy tale for the rest of us uh but one particular individual uh colin farrell's uh character does not uh believe it to be so he's very much a city boy yep uh wants to go out and party the things and and like and we start to see uh, not to give anything away, but we start to see things about Carol Farrell's character where he uh, is having some remorse about something, but yeah. we don't find out until later on. Very good. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great setup for it. I don't, I, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, I'm not really sure how I would describe this to somebody apart from just tell them what the beginning is about. Uh, I think overall it's got way more going for it than just one guy. He's grumpy. And the other guy, he wants to go see the sights. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's got, it's got some layers. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. The one thing that really captured me about this is the title sequence, especially is very, so it advertises itself as a comedy, but the very beginning is a narration that is, and the music alone in the intro, if anybody can listen to the prologue uh, for in Bruges right now, it's very dismal, but very tale like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it kind of captures you in that way, but um, it's something that is a lot of people I tell uh, that it is my favorite movie. And they ask me really why? Uh, and, and that being in the sense that it can be very dark, yeah. Uh, but a lot of people don't know me, so not. Uh, I wouldn't say uh, darker than the you know the guy that gets his eyeball scooped out. You know what I'm saying? Because dark for that guy, because he's only got one eye. Oh yeah, 
Anyway, yeah. they're, they're not all home runs. So <laughs> yeah, let's in Bruges. We're going to get into it. Uh, full spoilers from here on out for a movie from 2008. But I, man, I get what you're saying when you're like, when you're like, this is my favorite movie. I, I could definitely see this being favorite movie of many, many, many people. I loved it. I, I had a blast with this. I've seen it maybe twice. Uh, once shortly after it came out. And I, I don't know if I even paid any attention to it. Uh, and then this time, which was a lovely revisit, uh, I really, really enjoyed the shit out of it. So let's, uh, let's get into it. They, they get to, they get to Bruges, they get in Bruges and, uh, they got a, they got a one room twin bed. all the Bruges, (laughs) they get right in those Bruges. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christmas time, they're full up. So they're, they're going to have to bunk up in this little room with two beds. Colin Farrell, he's just a, just a grub of a man. Uh, he just hates everything about. Everything about everything where they're at. Uh, just a real, real grumpy, grumpy stick in the mud. But not Gleason. Yeah, that he is. No, he's he's happy. Oh, yeah. He's a happy man. Oh, Gleason's really enjoying himself. He gets it. He gets, you know, the oh, lovely fairy tale place and all that jazz. Yeah, I think from the moment that they get in there, he's already mapping stuff out of what he wants to see. I like that they show a lot of the like architecture and artwork and stuff like that. Most definitely, um, especially the tower, I believe, is one of the first things that we see around. And it's very gothic. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the movie, you would think, oh, well, it's a movie, so they probably filmed somewhere else. No, they filmed in Bruges. Uh, every single uh, thing that was there in the movie, I got to see firsthand. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. One thing I will say is the tower later on that we'll find out is much windier uh, no matter what day it is. Uh, it is windy all the fucking time. Hmm. And there are very many shots where certain actors are up there and the wind is not blowing at all, which I find very impossible. That's cool though, man. That sounds like a, sounds like a neat place to go. I haven't gone very many places. Uh, I did a, did a little spell up, uh, up North in Canada and, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to the Bahamas sometime next year. That's the plan, anyway. Oh, that'll be cool. No, I I got lucky. I got to do it because of my job, um, and just being a brainwashed uh, grunt like I am. So, uh, I I got a chance that not many people get to have. But goddamned, if I wasn't gonna see the place that was the main stage for the movie that I love. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Okay, where where are we at? They they get there, they're like waiting to hear from their boss, right? Right. Uh, and I believe it's whenever they meet up at the main or their hotel spot. And yeah, uh, they get there at their hotel spot uh, as a pregnant Belgian woman. And the whole time we're just hearing Colin Farrell uh, just talking shit this entire time. Just crying, man. He's just being a crybaby. <laughs> He is the biggest fucking little puss that's ever walked the planet. It's like, I don't want to be here. Like it's fucking boring, fucking whatever. Fuck this place. And and the first thing that's on his mind, of course, is beer uh, and going out. Yeah. Because he's a kid, you know, uh, in the mental sense. But yeah, that's when we first meet our two characters. And they're uh, they're an odd couple. They're an odd couple, these two. Um <laughs> I like the one would say a buddy cop. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of buddy, a buddy assassin, I guess. Uh, but they, they yeah. go out. It's like the first or second night. They decide to go out. 
they're having a couple drinks or whatever. They're going for a walk. And he's like, holy fuck, they're filming fucking midgets over there. Uh, and, which is not very yeah. PC, but, you know, in 08, uh, especially overseas, I, you know, it, they even address it in this movie. They're like, yeah. actually, he yeah. prefers to be called a dwarf. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then later he does. Danny, I do want to say, I know this is your show, but for the listeners right now, yeah, I want to say that this movie is not PC at all. No, 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 this one's not. Uh, there's, they're throwing around some, uh, some racial stuff and, uh, it's it's dated, but it's out there. Is it very minor it, on that? Is it yeah. any worse than some other stuff? Absolutely not. Uh, but it is not very PC. If that like super duper upsets you, um, you know, maybe not for you. Uh, anyway, yeah. Moving yeah. forward, they uh, they go out and he's he's chatting up the midget and he sees this this beautiful girl and uh, a dwarf little person, uh, whichever whichever term. And uh, what's his name? Uh, I believe his name's Tyrion. Tyrion. Is that the wrong movie? <laughs> I'm joking. Very good. <laughs> no, I, okay. Uh, yeah. So. Are you implying that all little pe- people look the same? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was going to say that they're all Tyrions now, but I also think that that probably, I did warn you, this is not going to be very PC. No, no. Uh, I, I will say she, he sees this blonde woman. And this is after he's begged Brendan Gleeson's character to go out. I think they're walking together. I'm trying to, because the whole movie is, I feel so long, but it all kind of blends together. And like what I pictured this movie being is like episodes of short films. And normally I'd be really pissed off if I watched a film that was super choppy, but this is not choppy. It blends well. These are 15-minute little short stories or however long. Don't quote me on that. But they're 15-minute little short films that are like a TV series. And progressively, like you see, I cannot believe I can't remember his fucking name right now, but Colin Farrell's character goes through this building up moment. And Brenda Gleason is going through this dealing with Colin Farrell's character. Uh, Ken is, I'll always remember Ken's name because Brendan Gleeson is oh, one of the man. most amazing actors Man, ever. he's, he's great. I, and uh, like on the revisit, I pulled it up and was looking at this before I watched it. I was like, oh fuck, I got, I got extra pumped. I remembered Colin Farrell was in it and, but I didn't remember Brendan Gleeson was in it. And man, he just, he is phenomenal. He is. He really is. He's he's in a lot of amazing films, uh, and he's I believe he's Scottish too. Maybe that's the reason why I love the connection so much. But because I'm Scottish too. But they're going through all these trials and tribulations. He's like, we'll see these sites. Colin Farrell's character is like following along, bored as fuck, and he's drinking one of his last beers, and he sees they're filming fucking midgets. Yeah, and that's whenever he sees the blonde lady off to the side. Let me tell you, oh, back in 2008, whenever this film came out, mm-hmm. I was head over heels for this woman. <laughs> I thought she was the most beautiful woman on the planet. And he sneaks back uh, because of his assassin ways, goes back to the back uh, and goes by the tent uh, where like the green room tent. What is that? Uh, like the snacks for actors. Uh, craft services. Right. And they, I believe even at that point, 
point out, I believe the blonde points out that he is on horse tranquilizers. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and then he tries to tries his best to sweeten her over and feels like he's failed. And she drops her card with her address. He nailed it. Yeah. I mean, good for you, Colin Farrell. I mean, I would have fucked him right up, like right there. But <laughs> that's just me personally. So they finally get Look back in. Him. They finally get back in for the evening. The, uh, the the boss left a note, not fucking pleased that they weren't there when he called. Mm-mm. Nope. No, and that's um, nope. uh, what's his name? I just said it. It is Ray Fines. Ralph Fines. Ralph Fines. Yeah, that's that's the man. Yep. Yeah, and then you get a little uh, you get a little flashback to um, Colin Farrell's botched job, like why he mm-hmm. uh, why maybe 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 why he's acting like such a little poopy pants. Uh, it's just a maybe maybe it's a way of acting out uh, because of his you know fucking straight up trauma. But uh, it's it's pretty rough, man. The uh, the flashback, he's there to assassinate a Catholic priest. And one time when he shoots the priest, a bullet goes through the priest and hits a little boy in the head and kills a little boy. Right. So that's that's his like trauma or whatever. He he killed that kid and he's having a hard time dealing with it because the what was it? What did he have on the paper that he was like praying for penance for or whatever? Uh, it was like talking. Yeah, like. It was not talking over talking his mom or talking back. Just regular kid shit, man. It it's pretty it's pretty rough, pretty rough bit. You can tell it's really tearing him up, and they they do a really good job the whole movie of like playing that up. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a little shit, right? He gets drunk, and I believe we're skipping over a few things. So Colin Farrell like gets super excited. Oh, they go brushing his teeth. They go to the art museum. I think we we might have I might have skipped. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Was it the Jesus Christ? I have all these images in my head of this fucking movie, but not in sequential order because they are meant to be like these 15 minute. Right. But yeah, so the kid dies and he goes through these moments of complete mania uh, and also bitching about things. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, he's crying. As soon as somebody mentions what he had done, he instantly bawls. Like into like loses his fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it's 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 well done. You know what I mean? That all that all that stuff comes across really well. Uh, you get a little um, you get a little bit of them at the art museum after his flashback concludes, and the I, I like the little tour of the art museum. They're, they're checking out some uh, some Bosch and some Gerard David. Um, there's a couple other ones yeah. that pop up in there real briefly, but those are they're cool paintings. Uh, that one, uh, the flaying of fucking some dude, I can't remember his name. Uh, pretty brutal, brutal, <laughs> yeah. brutal stuff. Yeah. It, it's very dark. Yeah. Everything that they're, uh, looking through. So he, and co- you get the sense that both assassins are, uh, desensitized to a certain degree, or yeah. at least that's what I got that they're looking at all this stuff. And Ken is very interested it's going to kill me to not know Colin Farrell's fucking name in this. Uh, I've got it in here Since somewhere. Ray. It's movie. Ray. Yeah, it's Ray. I keep on brain farting, but of course this would be the day to do it. But then I believe that's whenever Ray makes about we can go around looking at all your fancy arty stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I can go out later to or we can go out and have a few pints. 
so he uh they they he's celebrating he got a date with the girl and they're going to dinner and they're like, you can barely hear him anyways because colin farrell at this point is full-on irish oh yeah there is like so much dialect of him just like <laughs> just being a straight fucking irish bastard <laughs> at four pints six six shot no i had six pints four with it's like I'm not even pissed. Yeah. I'm not even pissed. And Ken uh, wakes up to all of this shit and he's pissed. Yeah. He's like, I told you, I, I told you these are the parameters that we go off of. Guess what, Ken? I have a date. Yeah, and he's stoked for his uh he's stoked for his fucking dinner date. So he uh he goes he goes out to dinner with a girl and they I, I love their interaction, how they're like hitting with each other, uh, hitting on each other, but they're not neither one of them are really sure how it's going. And then he tells that joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Is where it, he's is it basically the, talking? Is it the Swedes? What nationality is it? <laughs> he's, is, he's talking. Oh, uh, Paul. Wait a second. Uh, Belgians. He's yeah, making fun yeah. of Belgians. You know what Belgians are known he's for? He's making fun of Belgians to a Belgian chick. Yeah. Ch- chocolates uh, and child abuse. Because uh, they were talking about, <laughs> they were talking about yeah. that. They were talking about this terrible news article where all these children were abused. And then he tells this really, <laughs> this really poor tech joke. And uh, I found it to be incredibly charming. Uh, oh, and the, the blonde that was in it, uh, she's sitting across from him. And she's like, what are my friends that happened to her? Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. See, I cannot remember everybody else's name except for fucking Ray. Chloe. Chloe, I know for a fact because she's the most gorgeous person on the planet, except for my wife. Uh, yeah, Cl- I'm so sorry, Chloe. I'm just joking. Didn't have any friends that that happened to. Mm-hmm. And then she just walks away. Yep. Goes to the bathroom. So meantime, he, uh, a guy next to him is like, unbelievable. And uh, this, I really like this. This They've got a real good like two and a half page running joke here. Uh, so he gets in an oh argument with, he gets in an argument with the patron sitting next to them and he, uh, the, the, their interaction becomes violent and Ray punches the guy and then he turns around and the guy's wife is coming at him with a wine bottle and he fucking so- socks <laughs> her in the face. That's funny because when she turns around, he's like fucking bottle. Uh, yeah. Prior, Can I break down the scene for you? Yeah. Prior. Yes, please do. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Pryor. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Pryor, when he's walking with uh, with Ken, uh, they're they're having a conversation. No, they're sitting on a park bench or whatever, and he's like, oh, do you have anybody you, you killed that you regretted? And he's like, I killed this guy that was just defending his brother one time. You know, he came at me with a bottle. And he's like, well, a bottle's a fucking deadly weapon. At that point, you're just defending yourself. So they're <laughs> having, they have this long, drawn-out discussion about, you know, it because of a bottle. And but and Ray is Ray, especially pissed off. Oh, Ray's on that, this. That Ray, Ken is. Ken, oh yeah, uh, the Ken doesn't get it. Yeah, of course, he came out you with a bottle. He could kill you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Ken agrees with him at the end. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but anyway, he's so he sees this bottle on this woman. He's like, ah, but he's on this date, so he's trying to have a nice time. And the, the date comes. She comes around the corner just in time to see him hit the woman. And he's outside like, listen, I would have never hit her. She came at me with a bottle. It was, <laughs> it's a deadly weapon. You know, it's, at that point, it's self-defense. Uh, he's just doing the whole spiel over and over again. And it's, it's a very good, like, 
three pages of script running joke. You know what I mean? And then they just drop it. The best part about it, the best part about it, there's an American that is sitting there with his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, That's the two, that's the couple away. So whenever Chloe goes to go to the bathroom. Oh, he's Canadian. uh, She had blown, she's been, oh yeah, that's right. He's Canadian. Uh, Been smoking in it, like in the restaurant, because you can do that in Europe, because that's Europe. And the Canadian is bitching about uh, her blowing smoke in his face, which is not going in his fucking face. Fuck this guy. Right. Even if it is, you're in the smoking section. But the the velocity that this woman slings this bottle, I'm like, I'm on I'm on race side at this point. I mean, she looks like she's and he literally decks her so hard she drops where she was standing. Like yeah. just immediately. Oh yeah, like a like dropped. a fucking bag of rocks. Oh my god. So they, they you know, so he gets outside, he's apologizing, and they're like, Well, let's do this again. Let's have another date. Uh, they go on a second date, which you kind of like fast forward through, and then they wind up at her apartment. So, so they kind of do. I like the way that I took it, if I can remember correctly, that she continued that date, and they ended up going up there, uh, and said that there was something about the boyfriend coming up, about the drug dealer boyfriend. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He comes in. She, he's like, is that, oh, you didn't tell me you had a boyfriend. And she's like, he's not my boyfriend. We just, like, rob people sometimes. And he's like, you were going to fucking <laughs> rob me? She's like, no, no, no. Uh, so the guy the guy pulls a gun on Colin Farrell. And he's like, I'm yeah. going to fucking shoot you, man. And then uh, Colin Farrell fucking, like, just slaps the gun away from him and, like, punches him in the face. And then takes the and gun. And grabs the gun. Yeah. And then, yeah. He, then he pulls out a boot knife and he's like... I mean, because she's working with all these, she sells drugs to actors. So the guy's like, haha, you got that gun? That gun's got fucking blanks in it. Because I assume it's like a stage prop, I guess. Or they just bought blanks specifically for it, which seems weird. Anyway. Yeah, it's to rob, it's to rob people. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess they can shoot it off in the air or whatever. So anyway, Colin Farrell's got the gun. The guy's got the knife. He like slaps the knife out of his hand and shoots him right in the eye with the blank. Uh, just absolutely get, yeah, get him and with I the muzzle he, flash. I believe he even says, and by the way, blanks are extremely dangerous up close. I uh, imagine. Gives the eye, the guy uh, like eye damage. Uh, but anyways, we forgot to mention a, a, a fucking quote. So for everybody, I know we're kind of scattered right now, but the one thing that was really awesome about the bottle moment was that's for John Lennon, you Yankee fucking cunt. <laughs> Um, which has nothing to do with Canadians. Nope. But somehow he lands that whole fucking thing. Uh, and, and I guess we could do the, the quotes at the very end if you want to, but there's some really good ones, man. There are, there are some really, there just some of the dialogue in this is outstanding altogether. The dialogue is the best part about it. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like all the stuff Ralph Fiennes is getting in when they do call him on the phone. And he's like, it's fucking yeah. magical. I say it's fucking magical. You see the swans uh, in that? I will. I mean, because we really, I mean, like I said, that is what the movie is all about. We can walk you guys through all of this, but one of my favorite lines that Ralph Fine says towards the very end is, leave my kids fucking out of it. What have they done? 
You fucking retract that bit about my cunt fucking kids. Like, like, I retract the bit about your cunt fucking kids. Retract that bit about my cunt fucking kids because he acknowledges his kids are cunts, and he's agreeing with them. Yeah, yeah, he like, is. Still uh, a little, little uncalled for, but yeah, no, he, uh, he's he's nailing it too. It's not his kids are cunts. They probably are. <laughs> yeah, look at him. At this point, I believe. Ray has gone on and done that with the girl says he's like, Chloe, you didn't really fucking like me to begin with. Did you? This is all a fucking thing. It's been a bad day. Oh my God. All these things and stuff that's happened to me throughout this day. You don't even probably like me. And she's like, no, I do. Yeah. And they start messing around. Yeah. Whatever. Which I wish, you know, whatever. And anyways, then, and then uh, uh, she's got to take her friend to the hospital. Cause he's got his fucking eyeball burned out of his skull. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, God, that was a big bang. Yeah, so she's got to rush him off, and uh, he's like, "Oh, oh no!" She's like, "No, no, no, let's do this again." So they they split, but before he leaves, he takes all her drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, oh he my does. God. He's just yeah, he's, he just he's poking around, rifling. Yeah, he's poking around. <laughs> right. he, so so Brendan Gleason's <laughs> Brendan Gleason's at the bar. You cut to Brendan Gleason at the bar. He's having a drink. He looks like he's just as he's pissed off and just grumpy and and tired. Nobody wants to hang out with him, and the boss is mad and all this stuff. And it's just a bad. Yeah. Now I'm having a bad time. <laughs> and uh, the the little person walks in, and he sits up next to the bar, and he's got this uh, just. It's the same guy, same actor. Yeah, same actor. Uh, gorgeous, long legged uh, lady with him, and she's like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom." And Two. He walks off, and, and uh, <laughs> Brendan Gleeson's like. Your girlfriend's really pretty. And he's like, it's not my girlfriend. That's a prostitute. <laughs> That's a prostitute I picked up. <laughs> he's like, your prostitute's very lovely. He's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, by the way. All right. Again, I have to preface this. This movie is not PC. And it, you would be losing some of the magic of it if you did not talk about some of the things. We're absolutely not PC. Oh, yeah. Whenever whenever uh Tyrion is reaching out for a beer, he he's it's very hard for him to grab this beer yeah. and this glass of wine. Like it's very difficult. <laughs> and he's struggling already. And Ken mentions all of that that you just said. And then uh, I believe that's whenever Tyrion basically says uh something to the effect of uh, I'm on horse tranquilizers right now. <laughs> yeah. Or a cocaine. Yeah, he's or like, hey, like how come you didn't wave at me earlier today when I waved at you? Because they'd already had an interaction. And uh, oh, that's whenever he's that's like, whenever oh, sorry, man. Yeah, I was on a lot of horse tranquilizer. I, I didn't I didn't <laughs> yeah. wave at anybody except maybe a horse. That's whenever Ray finally gets gets up there. Because uh, so this is where it gets really dark. <laughs> I love when Ray gets um, to the bar. He slides up next to Brendan Gleeson. He's like. I've got I've got four grams of cocaine, and he's just like <laughs> he's like you got what are you doing? How'd you get four grams of cocaine? He's like I didn't get four, I got five. <laughs> so my heart's racing, uh, <laughs> and that's they're looking at him, and it's just a close shot of both of them and Ken in the background, like <laughs> all fucked up out uh, of his mind. Yeah, so they they essentially oh. all just go out and fucking party all night. So Ken Ray up in an attic, and, uh, Ken Ray, and what's the other guy's name? The character. It's like, uh, it's like Henry and it's like Tyrion. It's like Brian yeah. or something. I don't know. He's got a regular yeah, ass probably name. Is, yeah. It's like Tim or whatever. But uh, <laughs> they're, 
they're them all partying and stuff. Like it's just like a party montage from several other movies you've seen before. Uh, but the, the bit that's crazy is like the little person he's sitting up on the counter and I guess he's just secretly racist cause he's talking about a race war. And then, uh, yeah. they're all like, okay, fucking what? Uh, it does get dark. Though, and he, 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 while he's talking about it, Ken's like, my wife was black. So where do you want me to stand in this? Yeah, you know, he goes. So first of all, one of the hookers, I think is of a, another culture. <laughs> so she's already blackish. Uh, but this man's like, yeah, man, what do you guys think? Like, I think the, the whites are going to fight with the Asians and the blacks are going to fight with the, or no, they go white midgets and black midgets. Who are they going to fight on? On their opposing sides. Yeah, right. And he's like, so you're gonna Ken have, breaks down. He's like, and he's like, it's going to come to that, man. Like, the guy's just fucking insane. And and Ken goes into how his wife was black. And if she were alive, what side would they stand on? And this fucking little shit. Just like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. You should weigh your options. Uh, you does. should weigh your options. You not, carefully not weigh your I'm options. Sorry that your wife has passed. Not anything like that. And then Ken lays down one of the best lines in the whole movie: "Couple of manky hookers and a racist door." <laughs> uh, yeah. So they uh, they 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 fuck Looking off and they get out of there. But man, it's a, it's such a delightful scene uh, with them kind of partying oh, and second. hanging out. They don't they don't just get out of there. Do you remember the dwarf? Or sorry. Oh yeah, fucking karate. He's like he's like, Hey man, <laughs> he's like, I'll fucking kick your ass. And he's like, What if, what if I know karate? He just fucking karate chops him right in the neck. And he's like, Ah, fuck. Yeah, Ray, <laughs> just rolls over. Ray, Ray nails him in the neck uh, with just the side of his hand. It calls him a short wonderful. arse on the way out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, good stuff. Uh, couple of things that we missed. Um and, and we're still going. I get that. There's a point where Ken goes up through the tower and Ray is sitting down on a bench because oh, he doesn't God. want to go and walk through all of this, you know, bullshit history shit. He doesn't care about any of it. And Ken is walking up to the counter to pay. Of course, he doesn't have the exact change, but he's like, hey, do you mind if I pay in this? And this guy is just a straight up fucking little piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Like knocking on the window, it is exactly this amount, you piece of shit. And he's like, okay, whatever. So he goes up into the tower and, and we focus back on Ray, who's sitting there, like freezing his ass off, hands in his fucking pea coat, and a American family comes up. And they are all of the bigger variety. Way, yeah, they're uh, they're way bigger than me and I'm pretty fucking fat. So, I mean, they are way way big. Uh and they, they're like, "Oh, we go up to the tower or whatever." And he's messed. like, he's like, "I ain't fuck, I ain't being funny, man. Just don't don't do it." You don't the stairs are all windy. He's like, "What do you what do you mean?" And he's like, "What I mean, you all are a bunch of fucking elephants and you wouldn't be falling down." <laughs> and they start chasing this man for like 10 and seconds. And they obviously cannot keep up. <laughs> He's not even running. He's just like, <laughs> he's just like darting. You know what I mean? Oh, it's very funny. Running backwards at one point. And then they go, they go to get in there to go in the tower and they pass Brendan Gleason who's coming out. And he's like, Oh, I don't know guys. It's pretty narrow in there. And they're like, fuck you. 
<laughs> it's good. It's good uh, stuff. They've got. I get why they call it a comedy because it's you're got. You're the it's, rudest. Yeah, it's got really funny stuff in here. But uh, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it is a comedy movie. I just think it's a movie with comedy in it. But uh, the funny stuff that's in it is very, very funny. Well, so the only thing that I would disagree with you on is I get what you mean. I just for people like me that generally go for that type of humor. Like that's my humor all day long. Like that's how I talk. That's how I exist on the planet. I think for me, the dark moments in it are so like it, it helped to teach me what not to get too deep here, but it helped to teach me how to deal with my own bullshit. And a lot of my, I deal with my own bullshit through comedy, through dark comedy. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, for me, it's a full-blown comedy. It, it has nothing else in it. Uh, maybe a little bit of drama. But my thing is, is it's, yeah, drama and then comedy. It's, whew, not not even very much action. And I even remember the telegram that, uh, or the, yeah, it was like a telegram. Like oh, a yeah. The fucking, note. fucking fuck you. Fuck, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'll tell you to fucking be in a certain fucking place. I tell you to fucking be there and fucking take Ray and fucking put him in there. And they'll fuck, 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 fuck. And it's Ray Fine's character is such a cunt. Oh, he's such a irreversible cunt. It's it's insane. Highlight of the movie. But, for OK. Me. Highlight for me. Oh yeah, Ray Fiennes in this is is fucking Ralph Fiennes. Well, I keep saying Ray Fiennes. Is that a different dude? It's gotta be. Is Ray Fiennes a dude? Well, it sounds like something. Yeah, he's a postal worker in Bruges. Ah, oh, boom, got him. <laughs> Ray, no, yes, Ray Fiennes or Ralph Fiennes. It, oh. He goes by Ray Fiennes. Oh shit! All right, I've been fucking nailing it this whole time. Yeah, Ray Fiennes, awesome. Yeah, you've been fucking killing it, bro. So I, I should mention at about this point in the movie when they storm out of the weird, you know, where they were hanging out with hookers and doing a bunch of drugs and talking about a race war. I watched this with my kid. <laughs> 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 and I think she really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, because she saw her dad fucking like losing his goddamn mind <laughs> over this shit. Oh, man. It just was really silly, man. Um, but uh, oh, God. It's such a perfect movie to me. One thing you would think, I know this happens over the course of like what, four days, four days, five days. Yeah. Maybe, maybe four days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you'd think he would have packed more than one shirt. Who? Ray. It just wears, I, I think he wears the a same couple shirt. different shirts in there. I think no, he, might... he wears one that has flowers. Does he? He's wearing one that has flowers in the, is it the same fucking shirt? I think he might be wearing the same shirt. Every, every single scene. time. I think he wears one plain white shirt or like plain white button up shirt. Ah, okay. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they got to be indistinguishable. I, I would imagine I'm going to have to go back and watch it now again so, for the 500th time. Second time this week. Uh, so they, while he's out, uh, while Ray is out with his lady, uh, Brennan Gleason, Ken gets a message from the boss and he's like, listen, I'm gonna need you to kill Ray. Uh, you just got to kill him, take care of it. Here's a guy, go see him to get a gun, um, and just yeah. fucking kill Ray. Ken goes to see the guy about the gun. Who's a very interesting, uh, it's just an interesting character. And <laughs> he keeps talking to him about the alcoves and he's like, 
Alcoves. I don't know that word. Going to the alcoves. He's like, yeah. Oh, he's like, no, I've heard it before. He's like, what other word would you use? He's like, I don't know, nooks and crannies. He's like, ooh, nooks and crannies. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, but but the whole time, like you have to place it in such a way. He's definitely an Eastern European guy. Oh yeah. And it goes, well, you know, to the alcoves. Yeah. And he, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've heard it before. It's like you know, nooks and crannies. Yeah. <laughs> he's got yeah. a really he's got a really delightful uh, delightful accent. And uh, that's he gets the gun. He just leaves. Whatever that guy was weird. He goes back to the hotel. Ray's not there. He said he was going to the park. So he goes to like kind of spy on Ray at the park and he's watching kids play. And then he's like, all right, it's time. Screws on the silencer, walks up to Ray, raises the gun and Ray puts the other gun to his head. Uh, but he's yeah. sw- he's swapped out the blanks for real bullets at this point, though. It's, it's yeah. noteworthy. So uh, he's like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, and he's like, oh, man, you were going to shoot me. Oh, you I, you were going to shoot You're yourself. You're going to fucking shoot me. Yeah, you were going to fucking shoot yourself. Well, like, what the fuck? Uh, so he's like, all right, I'm not going to shoot you. Just give me both of the guns and we got to figure this out. That's when, again, Ray goes into his kind of like manic state where he's like crying constantly about this thing, which is understandable. Yeah. He tried to do his job, what he perceived as his job good or bad and kill the kid in the process. Right. By the way, that bullet head wound was like grotesque. Yeah. It was like this kid, like, like straight up. I know you guys can't see us, but hands in prayer mode, uh, looking up at the cross and, uh, just got a bullet hole, just burst through his fucking skull. Oh man. Yeah. Brutal, brutal stuff, man. And, uh, you tell it really fucked with him as you would. Cause he was getting paid to kill the priest. The priest was an old man. He'd already lived a life. You know what I mean? Good guy, bad guy, whatever the deal is that he probably touched boys. Yeah, yeah. If I, yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to assume that's probably the case. Maybe he, he, they decided he's going to put Ray on the train. So they get him on, get him on the train. He doesn't know where he's going. Ray doesn't know where he's going. Most importantly, Harry, who's the, the boss guy played by Ray Fiennes, uh, he doesn't know where they're going. God damn Harry. Yeah. So Brendan Gleason's character, Keith, Ken, Ken, Ken calls the Ken. boss and he's like, listen, you hear that? That's a fucking train. That's where Ray's on that train. Fuck you. And he's getting away and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I just, I gotta, gotta let him go. There ain't no way around it. So obviously the boss is like, oh, fuck this. I'll have to come here and kill you then. Uh, if you're not going to do, you know, if you're not going to do your job. So they, they are setting up at one point, they're setting up this fact that Ray Fiennes is going to come kill Brennan Gleason. Brennan Gleason knows that Ray Fiennes is coming to kill him. So he like makes out his last will and testament. Uh, he's like, you know, makes the uh, uh, apartment he was staying in real nice. The, the, the bed and breakfast or whatever it is. He's just a, he goes down to the pub and he's having some pints. and He's waiting for what's his name to get there and kill him. Uh, unbeknownst to him, uh, Ray on the train, the train gets stopped. The cops are on and they they find him and they're like, did you punch the Canadian? And he's like, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, it's, it's, and it's him off to, on the train. Like it's that fucker right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, Oh man. And he's With like, it's one. that guy. He's like, yeah. Oh, punch the Canadian. Oh, okay. I got, yeah. Yeah. I did do that. So they arrest him and they take him all the way back to Bruges. So he's right back where he started from in the same on the same night that uh, the Hank Henry. What was his name? Henry Henry. Or uh, sorry, sorry. Wait a second. Okay, 
let's get our shit together. Here. Harry? It's Ken, Ray, and Harry. Ken, Ray, and Harry. Yeah. I was close. I was yeah. close on both yeah. of those. It was a very uh, name. But but before we progress, real yeah. quick, Go ahead. I just want to say uh, there's a phone call that Ken has with Harry. And uh, the whole time Harry's been like saying it's a like being like in a fairy tale land, it's a like a dream. Like keeps on saying that. Fairy tale land, it's like waking up into a dream. And Ken has to cover for Ray and acts it out like he's walking to the bathroom and leaving. Oh yeah. To check and see if Ray's there. And then comes back to the phone and he's like, Yeah, yeah. But I did want to tell you, Harry, that you know, whenever Ken was talking about the place, he, there was a moment where he said, I know I'm awake, but it feels like I'm in a dream. <laughs> and uh, Harry, Harry's like, oh, that's great. That's great to hear with all the geese. And the swans. Right, the so swans tomorrow there. what I need you to do is I need you to put a bullet in his fucking brain and <laughs> put him in the water. And it's like, oh, I, I'm glad I could have given that lad a little bit of whimsy before he fucking heads out. Oh yeah. But yeah, then we get to your part. Yeah. Uh yeah, so he's back to uh, the train. They're all sudden back. They're all it's it's time, baby. He's the boss man's there and he's coming for blood. They've got this they've got this set up in such a way. How would you describe the order of events? So you've got So it's a monotony of bullshit where it is just pure chaos. Blind boy from uh chloe like the and by the way the belgian that's like the blind boy that they keep on calling the blind boy yeah which is so funny to me gets a gun from alcove's guy to go and kill uh ray and he's working for harry at one point Mm -hmm. and it's just a monotony of bullshit so ken it meets up with harry down in one of the spots that I actually get to sit in uh, right in front of the clock tower. And they're discussing what they're going to do. Uh, let Ray live and then kill me. Ken says that. Yeah. Let's go to the clock tower. That's where we're going to do it. Uh, blind boy happens to see Ray and shit happens. Ken understands that Ray is alive and now his life is forfeit no matter what. So. Yeah, it's just this cacophony of bullshit that's just happening, like, all at once. Yeah. Long story short, if we want to take that route. So I think there was a moment where Harry starts running away from... Ray starts running away from Harry. No, no, no. I got it. It's just ma- it's just madness here for a minute. So Ken and, Ken and Harry decide that they're going to end that right now. Uh, and or end this whole fucking thing because Ken, you know, he's sacrificing himself for Ray. He goes up to the tower in this windy ass motherfucking tower that they have, by the way, in real life, they have like uh fencing over everything so nobody could jump off. Yeah. Uh because a lot of people in Belgium kill themselves. No That's lie. Fucking uh, crazy. There are a lot of people that do because of the weather, I think, but Anyways, so they go to the tower. No big deal. Ken's like, go ahead and kill me. 
And he's telling him, like, I really appreciate what you did for me, Harry. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Hell, I, res- and, I respect you, know, you. You helped me after after my wife died, and I respect you. And then they call him a specific thing, not blind boy, but pussy boy or they something call him like, like that. Blind gay boy or something. <laughs> like, they're just really throwing shade at him. Blind it. gay boy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and blind gay boy yells up to the tower to uh, Ray Fine's character, Harry, and goes, Ray's alive. And then they, so Ken and Harry get into such a fight, like shots going off, whatever. And there's this beautiful moment. That's why, man, I don't understand why anybody couldn't think this was the most beautiful movie on the planet. Ken gets up and he's been shot in the neck. He's been shot all over by Harry. And he starts dropping uh, coins. And I believe Danny Boy is what, as he's about to fall, Ken falls off the tower, commits suicide, and splats on the fucking ground, right? I like that. And Ray is having... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say I like the way he sprinkled the coins first so he didn't hit anybody. Oh, it was so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. I was like, well, that's Uh, the most polite thing you could do. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's looking out for a friend. That's why it's so beautiful to me. Uh, But... The whole time, like, Ray is having a conversation with Chloe, starts to hear all these coins drop, and then just sees <laughs> a carcass of a man known as Ken splat all over the ground. Oh, God, his fucking leg comes off and shit. It's pretty, it's pretty brutal. Oh, he's grotesque. Uh, and, it, you know, so he's, Ray's crying. He sees Ken. Ken's trying to tell him something. And... <laughs> He tells him that there's a gun underneath him. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's a it's a broken gun because he has fallen from eight stories uh, right. down. Yeah. Down. Uh, just on the cobblestone. It just crumbles in his hand. Yeah. So and then he's like Harry run. starts to pursue. Yeah, run. Harry sees him and he's like, "Oh fuck." So they they have a chase. And they get back to the hotel, which is like the one place where he's got that that little 38 special and uh he he gets to it in time i guess uh but yeah. then he's yeah. he's kind of caught there with his pants down because while he was in the room looking for it harry showed up but the the pregnant lady that owns the the owns the place is yeah. like you're not fucking get out of here he, she he's like oh but Don't i just you fucking I, talk to me like yeah that. i just want to i just want to fucking yeah i, I just want to this guy i got to get him and she's like, not, not fucking here. You're not. So they, they yell, <laughs> yeah. up, they yell up at each other. They're like, cause she's pregnant, you know, the most Midwestern thing ever. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, so they're, they make an agreement. Like he's going to jump out the window and Ray finds is going to run around the building and they'll, they'll meet each other outside. And, uh, Colin Farrell is able to hit a barge on the, uh, on the river. Yeah. Uh, they, the well, ravine. they make a whole, they make a whole bet. Yeah. Like, hey, so if you can, you know, if you can reach me outside, I'm going to jump this way. Don't hurt this woman. Ray says that. Yeah. Being, I think a good person for being an assassin. Right. Uh, then you have full reign on me. So he does. He gets all the way to the barge. And I like the way that he like he takes a couple pop shots and he misses. And then Colin Farrell's like, oh, yeah, he's too far. And Ray finds just squints him down and puts one right in his guts. Uh Man, 
It was rough for me. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it got him. I'm rubbish. I, like I'm rubbish with it with a handgun. Uh, I, I love to, I love to shoot. Um, I'm okay at like 35 feet, but anything after that with a handgun, I just, I can't hit jack shit with him. Gets to him landing on the boat. Yeah. He lands on the boat. He gets shot. Ah, ah, I've been shot. And then he, does he swim? Does he swim to the thing? How's he get off? I think he jumps off onto a canal. Yeah. uh, And he starts to go towards, uh, what I can only picture in my head. What McDonough was going for is like Ray seeing a a white light, like Mm -hmm. the end of his life. All right. So Harry is chasing him down. He realizes he's hurt Ray. And Chloe is there on set. Maybe she's not. Maybe not yet. She gets there. But yeah, there. But Ray, yeah. Oh, Ray walks towards a white light. Uh huh. And he sees the movie set, but we don't know that yet until he's like walking past. And Ray, because he's on his like what he believes he's dying, goes down to his knees and he is in remorse again for that kid he accidentally killed. And Harry, who had previously, by the way, I want to point this out because there's so many intricacies I don't want everybody to think that we were so ill-prepared. There's so many intricacies about this that add up. And Ray finds, or Harry, had said at one point, well, if I'd killed a kid, I'd kill myself. Yeah, right there on the fucking spot. And you should have let him kill himself. But Ray drops to his knees. Uh, Harry lines up right in the back, shoots him like three, two or three times. Ray drops. And a small boy drops behind him uh, with his head just completely crushed. Oh, right? yeah. Just, blown, his head is just blown the fuck off. Yeah. But we Harry know. believes that he's just now killed a child. Yeah. And blows his own fucking brains out. Right there. Has, like a on one the liner spot. blows his brains out. It turns out it was fucking Tyrion the entire time. Yeah. That's a bummer, man. That's a huge bummer. Uh, yeah, so he he blows his brains out, and then uh, they they put they put old fucking old fucking Ray in the ambulance, and maybe he survives. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think at one point uh, Chloe shows up, and or either that or it's in my head, and I just picture her showing up for me. Yeah, because his last thing was like, "Oh man, I, uh, maybe I don't want to die. Maybe I want to live." And then the movie just kind of ends. Uh, how many? How Which many? A beautiful. How many? Hmm. Kind of thumb. Kind of thumb things. You think? How many? Um. How many thumb things? Yeah. How many thumb? Like things? how many thumbs she shoved inside of him? Or maybe. I mean, I don't know. We've never used that as a unit of measurement before. Um. How many? If your two if, thumbs. If your ten fingers. If your ten fingers were all actually thumbs. And all those thumbs were actually uh Boats? Tyrion Lannisters. Little tiny oh, God, little tiny yeah. little tiny Tyrion Lannisters. Uh how many thumbs would you give it out of ten? You have to acknowledge the fact that I've I've told you this is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming a tight ten. If if I had to live with ten thumbs for the rest of my life. And probably my wife 
would divorce me at one point because I couldn't grip many different things. Yeah. Uh, minus like very small amounts of things. Well, they I have, would say they have their nine point. They have their own hands and thumbs, though. So you might become even more articulate. Maybe Jesus, you can have one like of those that. little Tyrion Lannisters just punching her clit. That's true. Just That's true. Just speed yeah, no, it. We now brought my wife's clit into this. <laughs> might be, so. might be, <laughs> might be a game changer. You never know. Uh, <laughs> She's sorry, a woman go on. With no clit. No clit. Oh, no clit. Huh? Uh, yeah, she has zero clit. Anyways, she's going to hate me for even talking about this. She hates sexual jokes. Anyways, oh. uh, who cares? I do. I do. Babe, I care. Yeah, no, I care. Uh, I care as well. Sorry about that. Well, I'll strike it from the record. <laughs> but probably won't. leave it in he the pod. I'll probably leave it in the podcast. Yeah, he's going to he's going to leave it for that. Uh, honestly, man, it's a 10 out of 10. I don't think that there's anything I could bitch and complain about. Because it's such its own movie. I don't even sometimes like so many episodes because that's way, how I think of it. I don't think it's boxy or anything like that. I think it's very spot on with its humor, even though very controversial. I'm very controversial. I, I just, for me, it's many people may not see the same thing. Many people may not see the same thing I see. But whenever I look at this movie, I see happiness laughing and i see heart which is a guy getting over something that has struck him so hard trauma wise that he's done himself and dealt with and then having a friend to back you up at the same time i, I agree man this is a it's a it's a beautiful story it, it really is a, a a lovely story and it's got a uh, there's something kind of um something kind of uh guy Ritchie feeling about it yeah, but but yeah, as and, and I, I mean that. that in a complimentary way it has something to do with yeah and just just the vibe of it and the way all these weird things cross paths right at this weird opportune moment and these characters could have could have never met met again you know what i mean very easily yeah. they could have all never. just parted ways but Via these weird circumstances, everybody just kind of cross paths at these perfect at this perfect this, time. This whole movie is a coincidence, and that's, uh, that's what it is. Man, I just I really enjoyed it on a rewatch. Uh, Think about picking up a, a physical copy of this one. I really liked it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hard nine five. Uh, I had a blast. I, I had a blast send you with another this. one of those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You are the uh, the Catholic I have three th copies of <laughs> oh of Embruge. Yeah, I can send you all uh, like one at least. <laughs> no, don't worry about it, man. I'll I'll pick one up. Uh, yeah, but you sent me a copy of uh, Bloody Hell. You found well, the, you, you found sent me a copy the of Blue Bloody Ray. Hell too. By well, I mean you you told me about it. I I really enjoyed myself, man. Uh, what I a think, hoot. Not to kiss your ass. I'm not trying to kiss your ass. I just think that uh, something like this is pretty original. Yeah, and I like your humor and. Uh, I'm not going to stay for the other film because fuck you. No, yeah, you have, you have uh, I to. I don't know you, and I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we as we typically do, we will watch a bad movie, and since we're not doing this in person, we weren't really looking at any kind of time constraints, so we went with a, a little bit longer film. Uh, we watched Assassins, God. and we're going to take a little intermission. We're going to come back and talk about that. So here's a little heavy metal interlude thing, and we'll be you know. We'll, be back in a minute. We'll talk about that in the movie.
back. We watched uh, the movie Assassins earlier in the week. Earlier in the week. Um, let me find my info here on it. Just me yesterday. Assassins. Uh, Assassins is a R-rated 1995 action crime film, two-hour, 13-minute runtime, feeling every second of it. It's got a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. 82% of Google users like this movie. Directed by Richard Donner. Uh, music composed by Mark Mancina. Screenplay Lily Wachowski, Elena Wachowski, and Brian Hegeland. Stars Sylvester Stallone, Antonio Banderas, Julianne Moore, and that's pretty much it. Danny, did you say 88% on Google? 82. Wow. That's that seems, still surprising. That seems pretty extreme to me. I don't know about you. Uh, here, let me uh, let me move this. Is it a cult thing like Cliffhanger? I mean, Cliffhanger was a good film. I could watch Cliffhanger any day. Uh, Cliffhanger was all right. Like, it's been a really long time since I've seen it. If I'm being honest, I, I don't recall um, I, much about. I recall more about the uh, Ace Ventura <clears throat> parody of it than I probably recall. Ice of Picks Cliffhanger. going through the body. When he's, uh, when he's getting that squirrel. Icicles going through the body. He's getting that raccoon, and he's bloody. like, don't let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so, pretty positive that that was, I, I think I was 11 whenever I first saw, watched that with my religious grandmother. Nice. Um, and she put it on for me, and she was like, Sylvester Stallone. And he gets my withers <laughs> trembling. Did she? Pretty sure Did she that's say exact that? wordage, verbiage, is, yeah. Is she single? <laughs> yeah, she's currently in a uh, a nursing home right now. Uh, nice. She's got the blue hair bonnet. <laughs> I like to call those women um, house cats, blue-haired house cats. Very but nice. But yeah, she's disgruntled, uh, but yeah, still. As you would be if you were old now, you know what I mean? Or, or at any point in time, really. I think I'd just be like, oh, my fucking bones hurt. Get me out of here. Uh, so look, I know we're way off topic. I know that I know it because there's just, there's not a lot to say about this movie for real. Uh, Oh, there's a few things to say. There's, uh, 35 lines of, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, right. The script is like four pages. It feels that way. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, there is a moment in time in the nineties where there was very much that thriller action esque thing going on. And this movie tries to hit that. Yeah. But what they forgot to tell Sylvester Stallone, much like many other movies is, can you have emotion? Right. To which his face said, no. Inquisitive. That's what, that's what he's got up his sleeve, baby. He looks either no, it's just a look. stoic, it's like a, stoic, or sometimes he can slightly raise one eyebrow and he looks inquisitive. He's got two. It's like a kid that's been hit too many times in the head with a fucking sledgehammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or a donkey. Uh, so the dialogue's not anything special. The character arcs aren't anything special. I will tell you what the whole movie's about here in a second for the listeners out there. Uh, but the best way that I could describe this movie is imagine that you've got like four pretty cool things that people would want to look at, but you put them inside this giant airport hangar and you put them all at opposing corners. So they just feel like as f- fucking as possibly far away 
as you can get them from each other because this whole movie is just a it's a lot of dead space. Oh my god. Uh hey, have you ever thought about uh in an airport? Did you ever see a guy with a uh, a ponytail? Bad guy. Probably Russian. Probably Norwegian. Probably of an ilk that you do not desire to see. Yeah. Just uh, probably ponytail do guy. Do you yeah, it's always curly pony, ponytail guy. And most likely, he's balding in the middle. Oh, yeah. And then also has a ponytail. Yeah, and I, I can feel he's that. very I can proud. I can relate to that. You think I should grow mine out? Oh, yeah. Most should, definitely. I should do the ponytail? I think you could have a skullet like nobody's nobody's business. <laughs> that's, that's what I hope to... I have never heard skullet. Oh, you got to give me a second. I've never heard of a skullet before. That is fucking the Oh, best. a skullet, Danny, is your bald head with remnants of hair dangling off. Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah, you just got to look the boots. I, we, Party in the back. Me, Barrett, me, Barrett Lewis, and uh, Josh Welch. And even Rich Jackson used to frequent the Deloge Walmart or oh, Farmington man. Walmart. Yeah. Now uh, I know what they're called, though. Every single day. And he talked like, hi, y'all. What's going on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nothing, man. Uh, so, Brandon, what would you say this this movie's about? Not like, well, we we got to stay on target for like 10 minutes and then it's just fucking whatever. This movie is about a man supposedly trying to get out of being an assassin, even though he takes great joy in being an assassin. Yeah. Uh, and meets a dastardly, uh, like a arch uh, nemesis, which is the Mexicans. Uh, <laughs> in, in this case, he's literally, uh, he's literally, Mexican. literally taking his jobs. The most flamboyant Mexican that I've ever met on the planet. Yeah, uh, uh, he's uh, Antonio Banderas. Is I kind of wish he was just doing Puss in Boots. Yeah, you know what well, I mean. I mean I like as a man, he was doing like uh, as a as a regular man. Just I wish he was like ah, I'll have to I'll I will kill you and then I'll be number one in boots. Well, I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I I really wish he was doing uh, fucking. Why can't I think of it right now? Um, what was the, was it good? Uh, Desperado. Despa- I was going to say Desperado. If you're talking about a good one, is it Desperado? Yeah. Where he's got the fucking guitar, guitar case full of guns. Yeah, bro. Hell yeah, bro. And then, uh, he's just greasy as fuck. It's good. One. I, I, re- I remember that being a pretty good movie. It probably hasn't aged well, but. Maybe I'll rewatch it on the, the maybe Johnny? I'll rewatch it on the podcast. Oh, sometime. it's good. It's good. Is it it's still good. solid? Yeah, it's still solid. The, not the first film because the first film is done by a different actor, but then it's not Eli Roth that does it. But it's the fuck is his goddamn name? I can't remember names today. I've been literally in school for law for the past two months, so I'm like. All over the place. A little, little jumble. Robert yeah, Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez makes uh, Desperado. Desperado makes that film. Antonio Banderas is great in it. And then there's he's, a he's, follow-up film. He's definitely the most exciting thing in this movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he's like trying to be the Mexican Joker. 
Yeah, he really is. Easily. That's a, that's a good analogy. That, that is pretty much what he's doing. Um, so it, it like from the shots in the taxi and everything. Uh, right. Yeah. He's just extra crazy. Whoa. Super zany guy. Ha 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 ha. A lot of stuff's real funny, but it's not actually funny. I've uh, watched all of your shit. It, right. Yeah. And this uh, this movie, it's trying to do weird highbrow shit. Yeah. About like, oh, oh, chess. You know the game chess? Ooh. Uh, uh, King's Rook to, to Queen's Pawn or what, whatever. I'll see what this kid knows. And they have their weird fucking laptops from the 90s and shit. So this is two, assass- the- two assassins cross paths and they, they maybe they're going to kill each other. There's a disc involved and that's where you get Julianne Moore. And then they have a fucking adventure and a shootout. And Stallone yeah. and Julianne I Moore. Play this, I used to play this with my old assassin buddy uh, that I killed. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh. oh, what was the? Oh, I studied all of your. I studied all of your chess games. Uh, why? Why? Well, yeah. Why, why would why you, do, you that? do that? No, it's it's. So we're bypassing one thing that I think everybody should know. Okay. Which is the greatest part about this movie? The cat. There's at one point. That Sylvester Stallone, no, no, Sylvester Stallone, it's in the first like 10, 20 minutes. Sylvester Stallone is asked to kill somebody, which they're trying to pass as a Italian mob boss. Oh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> they're trying to pass it off as being, la, 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 la. Oh, yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Sylvester Stallone. Has a, how did I put it? A gun, a casket, okay. or a yeah. cast gun with a hole for the castings to fall out of. Yeah. So yeah. not only has he, that was not the, only has. Yeah, because it would burn your arm. You'd have a, you'd have an owie. You know what I mean? I understand. I understand. Oh God, it's fucking so stupid. Thinking, so imagine, imagine, nobody can, <laughs> imagine if you're familiar with firearms at all. Imagine a 22 pistol with a silencer, and then imagine you have a cast that goes up to your elbow, but the cast yeah. is like longer than your arm is because you're holding a gun with a yeah. silencer. Uh, and then there's you've got a <laughs> tiny little piece of tape for the for the bullet to come out of. And you've got another tiny little piece of tape for the fucking for the casing to fly out of. Which, by the way, I don't even know if they showed the other tiny piece of tape for the bullet casings. It just happened. It, it just flapped right? open. Yeah. It just flapped open. And he's literally unleashing hell on Antonio Banderas's character, which, by the way, his name is Miguel Bain. Yeah. Spelled B A I N. I think Stallone calls him Bean one time. (laughs) I think he does. I think he's, oh, yeah, yeah, Bean. Uh, I don't know, man. The the whole movie's just fucking weird. So they keep having these weird little interactions. A a lot of this stuff is not going to make a difference for the outcome of the movie. (laughs) Julianne Moore, she's got got a disc. They got to get Julianne Moore's disc and kill the buyers and and secure the package or whatever, whatever. Uh, don't forget the cat eyes. Yeah. Ooh, cat eyes on the, on the bold nineties computer. So that laptop. Wow. I wish we had battery technology like that today. They never plugged that motherfucker in. Oh my God. Hey, do you remember the, in the, in the movie they have. So Julianne Moore, by the way, one of the greatest actresses of our time. Oh, she's le- growing yeah, up in she's the great. early two thousands, at least. 
whenever she was hot, but hot being like what she was doing. But she unravels this goddamn monstrosity, which I remember laptops being that big because we came from the same time period. Yeah. You and me, Danny. Yeah. There's five disc like like emoticons that show up on the side of that laptop. Yeah. And then one disc is downloaded. It goes away. The next disc is downloaded. It goes away. Oh yeah. And I'm like, it's never ever been like that. Dude, this is the and thickest you're using laptop. A floppy disc. The screen you're using a floppy disc. Dude, there are better screens at like fucking bank ATMs. Remember when like every every bank had the little tiny little tiny with the, like the plastic film yeah. on top? You could tap it. Uh, man, yeah, it's like it's like that uh, in the bulkiest laptop in the world, and they're it's in that weird gray area in the '90s where nobody was really sure what technology was or what it was capable of. Yeah, so they would just go, I don't know. Let's, let's just say we can do this because the internet, and people would go, Oh yeah, yeah, I bet you could do that. That's yeah, crazy. See, people I can am. do that. I'm gonna IM him. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, weird, weird computer stuff. Um, you know, eventually there's a big shootout at the end. Parts of it are interesting, but I don't really want to touch on them because I didn't really care very much. Uh, oh, Jesus, you <laughs> shot straight to the end. If you don't uh, mind, we, we gotta I do, want to hit on. No, no. Hit, let, me, let me wrap it up and then any highlights you want to point out. Uh, they have a big shootout and, and Stallone and Julianne Moore walk away with $20 million and the disc, which contains, uh, you're not really sure. Uh, yeah. you don't really know. It's just, it's a disc. So why wouldn't it be important? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's then when they're, and when they're walking out, Stallone's like, Oh, we gotta you take me to the hospital. Oh, womp, womp, womp. And that's it. But <laughs> yeah, any, any highlights, there's still a couple of things I want to talk about, but that's, that's the movie. So the, the main thing I want to say is cast. Why well, I said it cast gun. Uh, there's at one point, Antonio Banderas is caught and he gets out by breaking a cop's neck. And my comment was cop's necks are that frail in real life. <laughs> Just a flick of the wrist and a dead door <laughs> dead as a doornail. That's <laughs> like it was paper mache. There's one point that Antonio Banderas is in the taxi, by the way. So Antonio Banderas is caught during uh, the assassination the messy assassination of this kingpin. He was about to get away with it too, Scott Free. (laughs) Yeah. So he ends up in a taxi with the same guy who has been Sylvester Stallone. By the way, uh, what's his name? Robert Rath. So Robert Rath and Miguel Bain. Right. So, wow. We, We really... We really were hitting it hard with these names. Oh yeah, Robert Rath. And just to forget the fuck. There's out of here a with that shit. <laughs> there's a point where Robert Rath is like, "Oh, you got a cut on your head? Uh, what a fucking plastic surgery!" Right. And Miguel Ben goes, "Yeah, I'm dead tired." Right. Like, oh my. That's God. not even. That's Jesus not Christ. even good or clever. It's like just quit. Well, and just by quit. the way. He's seen his face whenever he's like constrained in the cop, like a cop car. And yet Robert Reth 
shows his face again, and instantly Miguel Bain <laughs> does not know anything about him. Right. Does not like picture him whatsoever. Great assassin. I feel like Stallone was getting real hard for chess and he was like starting to touch the uh cat eyes like this and rub on them. Like they were nipples. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you fucking moved it. Yeah, I, man, a lot of this was just like, oh boy, real, really, really trying to beat you over the head with it. Yeah, and, really trying to get hard, and just a bizarre amount of of nothing in between these weird little events. Like, okay, the bit where Stallone is like, "Oh, I got the thing. I gotta, I gotta kill this girl." From the time that that he gets that that fax or that uh, image or whatever. And actually sets out to go whenever he actually goes to find her. It's it's a ridiculous amount of time. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. like eight minutes of movie between that and the next thing. And that's why this is two hours and 15 minutes long is because they just, just you just cut to the next scene. That's what they do in everything. This yeah. doesn't need to yeah. like, like deliberately. It feels like it is deliberately no longer. Re- nobody, nobody cut this. <laughs> this is the director's cut. Oh, dude. It's gotta be. This is the director's cut on acid because at one point, <laughs> at one point, all right, there's a domestic pillow abuse from, Julianne Moore watching her uh, neighbors downstairs beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Uh, there's it does that, a that was a is, weird. She's just got hidden cameras in her neighbor's apartments. Why? Why? I. She's a creep, I is guess. Techn- is it? Is it trying to say that she's technologically advanced? Uh, it just looks like she's a sexual pervert. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Hey, any anytime a hitman gets into trouble, what does he do? Camera was straight up in her in money. her neighbor's bedroom. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. she's laying down on the bed. I was like, "Well, that's fucking weird. Why do you have that?" Well, I mean, in the big thing from this, like I said, anytime a hitman gets into trouble, all he has to offer is a wad of cash. Like, did you notice he got into a car crash with somebody? Yep, and he did something else where he just like offers them money. And then he's like, oh, okay, free and clear. Yeah, and then he no punched idea. the guy when he hits that cabbie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gives him a big fat wad yeah. of money, and the guy's like, all right. And then he just socks him still, knocks him out. Oh, man. Fucking the, weird the action The other movies. thing I was going to say, so we have uh, Miguel Bain. He walks into a hallway trying to get to uh, Julia Moore, and he comes across two individuals who are in the middle of the hallway. We see them from afar, and they're making out. But whenever we get closer, it's a man and a woman going. (laughs) Just smiling. Like, like you guys can't see that, but it's basically a woman trying to act like she's making out with somebody or being happy. Yeah. That's, uh, they're covering as, or, or they are Interpol covering as, a couple who's making out. That's hilarious. I did not catch that bit. Uh, yeah, th- there's just some some bizarre stuff in here. I mean, a lot of it just makes sense. It's a very it's a very A to B average run of the mill action action movie, but it's really pretty but light on not. action. It's so yeah, 
It's pretty uh, light on that. What, what three action scenes through the whole movie? Yeah, agreed. Four. It's kind of. I guess. Sure. I guess you could make the argument that it's action packed when he gets the briefcase full of money and he jumps off that subway while it's stopped or the monorail or whatever. He jumps down <laughs> yeah. off that thing, gets in the car, and then he's like, "Oh, there's a bomb in here. We got to put it in a dumpster." That's kind of action, I guess. Why? Why? I, I Why don't know. Though? Weird. Weird. Uh, he could have just thrown it out the window. But I guess it's cheaper to blow uh, up Julian, a dumpster. Julian Moore at one point talks about the money as though she says, I'm trying to get the money to buy my cat a boyfriend. Yeah. That's her end game. She's trying to get that cat some some D. <laughs> She's all so she can record it, I'm sure, fucking pervert. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> I mean, at the very end, she even states. Uh, let's go buy, let's go buy Pearl the boyfriend. And he goes, yeah, at go, some point, let me go, to the, go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so weird, man. Uh, the, the shootouts are weird. There's some, there's some kind of funny stuff in here, but it's, it's so fucking spread out. It, it's hard to be, to give it any credit. You know what I mean? When there are two jokes in it and they're literally two hours apart, it's hard to care, you know? There are jokes. <laughs> They're just not funny. Right. So you you mean like you could say I'm dead jokes. tired. <laughs> you you say intended jokes. The whole movie is a set of romantic uh, novel covers, where she's in the Mexican uh, she's in the Mexican cemetery, and she's like, "Oh, my man, oh my god, I used to think that you were terrible." <laughs> where she's like looking up at him, and is snuck out through the night. Do you remember that? The bit where she's in the cemetery. Literally, they are in Mexico, and she sneaks out How far? after Stallone telling her, don't sneak out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this movie is fucking... It's terrible. It's, it's, wild, it's wild, the places that it goes. The, the extremes that it goes for no, for no reason. And I, you know what? I bet you this made money. I bet it made a lot of money. But... Uh, I don't have the box office information and we're using my phone to do this chat thing. So I'm just, I'm not going to do your own research. We encourage that here. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about this, except for the fact that I didn't really care for it. If you had, if you, if your thumbs were those casts, you had 10 thumbs and those thumbs were those casts from the, that scene where he's got the well, cast, each but he's one holding being a like a barrel, each one, being the whole, a barrel? the whole cast. You have really long Jesus thumbs Christ. that you can't bend, but they do have pistols inside them, I guess. I'd give it a, I mean, I'd also give it a 10, <laughs> being that it, would, it was it was probably the biggest waste of my time, 10. A 10, huh? Uh, well, we want to go off of, like, how much enjoyment you got out of it. Like, knowing it's bad oh, when 10. you put it on. Like, yeah. if you watched... Um, Let's say, for instance, have you ever seen like like a, a Hell Comes to Frogtown or any just weird fucking crazy movies from the sixties or seventies? Okay, yeah, They're yeah, like that. You know, it's okay. you know it's not going to be an ep- the, like you're not going to be edge of your seat at like really really into it, but you get a certain level of enjoyment out of it being dated or bad or whatever. So that's yeah, the, so that's I, the so scale I'm, I want you to give this. I'd have to say because of the simple fact that I knew I was going to be on the show. The only thing that truly pissed me off was it was two hours and like 13 minutes. 
Yeah. And I truly thought it was going to be like whatever I picked it, it. I thought it was going to be an hour and a half. Let me give you my rating based off of a quote. Okay. Or, or, or something that happened. Okay. There was a moment in, in the movie where they bring up cowboys and Indians. And that was a reason to tell the woman love interest how she should shoot somebody that she doesn't know. Yeah. And is friends with somebody that she doesn't know. Right. And actually be on his side. And she instantly went for him. So she did. I will give it a whole lot of Julianne Moores, five Julianne Moores out of 10. That's not bad. That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. And uh, like Antonio Banderas was fine in it. I would say there was, was probably not enough of him, if I'm being honest. This is more of a Stallone. as fuck. This is more of a Stallone film. Yeah, I like to see him having his weird breakdown. He's entertaining. Uh, Stallone, he's just just being an, an old grumpy, an old grumpy grump, uh, and I don't care. But the, Julianne Moore was pretty good, although some of the storyline for her stuff was like very. It was just vague enough, you know what I mean? Where they're like, ah, we'll give it a vague thing and don't worry about it. The details don't matter. <clears throat> But all in all, yeah, like it's just an airport hangar with like four cool things in it. It's just it's a ton of dead space. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three for me. I, I guess you finished it. It wasn't terrible. It did make sense, but my god, it was so boring. I I legitimately I watched this last night and and, and I was on short order of sleep. I needed a good night's rest anyway. But I'm watching this movie and I had to pause it. And I was like, "Boh!" I caught myself like nodding off. And I was like, well, I got to pause yeah. it and get up and take a shower or something. I got, I got to finish it for the show. And uh, Alicia's like, what, what, just, you know, suck it up. But what's it got? 10 minutes? No, it had 48 minutes left. Uh, I yeah. was like, she's like, you've been watching it's this movie long. for four hours. <laughs> like, Not exactly. Dude, but I, the, the one, one thing I would say, and I'm joking whenever I say my rating, but it was entertaining to me because I have literally been watching Love is Blind uh, off of my wife. Uh, and, you know, the idea of Stallone not making a face besides the face that he always makes. Yeah. And also having, like, Julianne Moore pop in there and do a romantic fucking, I, I don't know. And, and, and also fucking Banderas. Going in there and barely seeing Julianne Moore in the middle of the Mexican cemetery. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I kind of like that part. They paid attention to that enough to know that Antonio De Antonio Banderas is not supposed to really know what she looks like, apart from a picture he saw, which you have to you have to infer that that he's seen a picture of her, but he doesn't really know what she looks like. And that's why he doesn't just spot her out of a crowd at the end of the movie. Yeah. But anyway, fucking, we rated it. Here's what I would like to know. If you were going to do this movie all over again, what would you do differently? I would. Just pretend let's just play God. You know, we, we don't have to, but let's just, well, let's just say thing, we do. Hey, so, so the only thing I would have done different is uh i would have placed a melon instead of a apricot on the uh fence outside of the bank 
Okay, that's fair. Do you remember whatever he places that one piece of fruit? Yeah, it's such just to to get a bead on it from from the window. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That's it. That you... would be the one thing I would change. <laughs> yeah, I I don't need. I'd just make it, it more brisk. I, I'd make it more brisk. It needs any jokes in it. Like, I mean, there are jokes in it, but they're all bad. Get get. I don't know Edgar but Wright. It shouldn't. It should not exist. It shouldn't no, be a thing. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. You could like, you could make an, a movie like this two hours long, but not with this story. No, because there's not enough story right. to tell. How was your day? I no. went to work. What happened at work? Nothing eventful. That's the end of the story. I looked at chess whenever I fucking killed somebody. Uh, one time I used to have a friend that also killed people and also... Uh, I got a new friend. There's 20 minutes. There's 20 minutes of just grown men on messenger in this movie. It's just, well, and not even messenger. It's just straight up fucking creepy, creepy satellite chat. Uh, I don't know what you would call that. I don't even know what you were calling. Jesus Christ. It looks like maybe a military. Is it a military? Any of it a military thing? Uh, Well, I can speak for, uh, for all military. no, that's not a, not that's in the, the 80s. Answer. It's not retired 80s no, military. No, 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 no. no, I've been in the military since the fucking 1960s. That's not a fucking thing. <laughs> oh shit. That's not that's not government issue. Uh yeah, it's government issue. Yeah, I would do whatever to make it more brisk. I don't even care if you keep Stallone. Personally, I wouldn't. Uh I would I would I would remake this present day. Let me get Antonio Banderas playing in the role of Sylvester Stallone. And I want to get Antonio Banderas playing that. And I also want to get uh, Heath Ledger's corpse to play. uh, Julianne Moore. Miguel Bain. (laughs) Miguel Bain. (laughs) But Julianne Moore, yeah. (laughs) So if you were going to get this remade, let's say we're going to get present day Antonio Banderas to play the role of Sylvester Stallone in this who would you get to be the wild card young buck assassin like recast uh I would say I think it would be some of the what's his name from it oh uh Bill Skarsgård yeah hey, Bill Skarsgård so. that'd be a I good one you take a French approach, like what they're trying to do with the new John Wick. Uh, I think you could do that. Uh, Or a, like, Norwegian approach. Hmm. Especially since they're trying to sell things to the Norwegians or Northerners or whatever. Yeah. And then Julianne Moore. Yeah, who would you get for... I would like to see the chick that... Well, I mean, you're getting getting present-day... Antonio Banderas. So it's got to be it's got to be somebody who's not too young. Like Alicia Vikander, uh, Crispin Crispin Glover, Crispin Glover. <laughs> I think uh, I would. He acted acted as wacky. Yeah, well that's true. You know what? And I I buy Crispin Glover as a hacky as a hacker who's never seen daylight and cares I about his him. cat more than anything. You know so what I mean? Much. I could definitely see him doing that. Uh, I was thinking of a, I was thinking of like Daniel Kaluuya, but I think that's just cause I just watched get out or, uh, or maybe like a Jonathan majors, but, uh, no, I, I like that Crispin Glover angle. Cause he, 
he's creepy and sweaty and methodical. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's kind of what yeah, you need. Yeah. Maybe somebody. I would, I would like my main character to run his <clears throat> mouth more, and for my secondary, for my antagonist to be like more threatening. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think uh, for Julianne Moore's character, I would pick the antagonist from Me Earl and the Dying Girl, and also House of the Dragon. Uh, she was the green green dress. Oh, oh, uh, 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 Lady Allison Hightower. Um, God, what is her fucking yeah. name? Uh, I'm talking to you on I'll my phone, her. so I don't. Uh, what? I can't remember it. Uh, mm-hmm. Thirteen Reasons Why, or Fifteen Reasons Why, or whatever, whatever number that that show that was on Netflix about that girl that everybody liked her and she killed yeah. herself. Um, uh, I'll look it up. Uh, no, it's not the same chick. It's not the lady that played Allison Hightower. Yeah, but I don't think it's the oh, Thirteen it Reasons Why. I bet it is. Is it? Yeah, I bet it is. What's her name? No, oh, she's one. white. I see. The other you, I see you. Google person is. They're both white. They're white yeah. as fuck. That bitch is shopping well, Target. They're not that white. They're fucking Target they're with a mocha white. latte white. No, Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook is one, and who's the other one? Who's oh, also, who's the other what? Also Olivia Cook. So you're saying Olivia Cook oh. is Allison Hightower? Yeah, yeah, okay. and I think she would be. And who's the girl in Thirteen Reasons yeah. Why? Why I can't believe we're doing this on this episode. Yeah, believe it. I love Googling a thing. People love to know. The people want to know, and half well, of them are I driving. Mean, well, the first character that I see is not that bitch. Uh, who is it? Uh, yeah, it's Catherine Langford. Catherine. Oh, they look familiar as fuck, though, don't they? Fuck you. They don't. don't they fuck don't you. even look the same? I know my people. Oh, fucking whatever. They I'm have dark eyes around their eye or dark skin around their eyes. <laughs> That's it. They just both look tired. <laughs> and my brain's yeah, like, same lady. Hey, man, happens to the best of us and, and me more often because I always am like, it's no, it's the same person because I have a movie podcast. Nah, it's that bitch. <laughs> no, it's that bitch. So, I mean, that's it. We talked about it. We, we watched them, the Assassins. We talked about it in the next segment of the show. Hey, what you watching? Uh, Brandon, what you been watching, brother? What have I been watching? I got some. Uh, I got well, some stuff. I can. I, mean, I can interject if you need a second. Well, go ahead. I watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Weird. Wow, really? Yeah, Is it good? Uh, dude. It was so much fun. Uh, it's one of the funniest movies I've watched probably this year. Uh, very. I very very much enjoyed it, and uh, I think when I can actually purchase a copy of it, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this one. Good. It's so no, that's great. It's so I... fucking weird and bizarre, and Daniel Radcliffe is just buddy. He's coming in at a hundred percent. Good. I mean, in my head, I really wanted it to be, and I've heard nothing but funny things about it. But same time, I've been focusing on. Mostly TV shows. One thing that I cannot stop watching over and over again, Cabinet of Curiosities. Guillermo del Toro. Especially whenever I paint. Yeah. yeah. Especially Man. whenever I paint, 
I just listened to it into the background or oh, in that's the background. A good one. I watched the first three episodes and was loving them and fell asleep in like towards the end of the third one. And I'm like, all right, one oh. one night I'm just going to stay up late and I'm going to binge a couple more of them until I'm all caught up. It's the sort of thing like my so, kid, my kid's not really into and my old lady is like opposed to. Uh, she just doesn't like vignettes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which is understandable. So you know, it's, it's a it's a taste thing. Yeah, so, understandable. Uh, so I so the some of those things I, I just tend to watch on my own. But man, I was very into that. Man, the one that I love the most is Pikmin's something. I can't remember. Uh, the second thing I'd be into, or that I'm into. Man, I really like the one with the rats. Uh, oh God, that was so good. That's brutal. Barbarian is a fantastic yeah. film. I watched Barbarian. Even I think it I'm... is very much. I I think I liked that more the second time watching it. Yeah. I just did a and one. Then, and, I just uh, did a one and done with Barbarian, but I did really, really enjoy it. I think I talked about it a little bit on the last episode of the show. Yeah, I think so. The other one was, yeah, I thought we all at one point had talked about it. Oh, we talked about it on uh, that that roundtable discussion. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's yeah. what's up. I hadn't seen it at that uh, point. I have seen uh, since then. I watched it. Uh, I didn't know it was on HBO, so or I would have watched it that night. Yeah, yeah, I was loving it. It's uh, Chainsaw. I'm on a I'm on a roll right now. Uh, Chainsaw Man. Uh, mm. If anybody likes anime, this guy, I do. This is the most grotesque. I'm th- I'm three episodes in. Nasty, and and it's five episodes in right now. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm loving Chainsaw Man. I I bought those since the very first manga. Oh no shit! Amazing. That's um, cool. My 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 kid loves mangas. She's just got a she's got quite the collection going actually. Uh, but right now, I think she only reads like four or five series, but she loves a man, loves a good page turner. But that she, one, I, Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man, man after watching horny. after watching a couple episodes, I was like, not sure this one's appropriate for you yet. I mean, it's very horny. Two years. Very yeah, horny. I was like, two years, you're going to get into yeah. it anyway. So who the fucking cares? But and the last thing that I would say, is, which is a bummer because the pilot's not. I watched the pilot and I was like, hey, baby, you got to watch this show. And then I watched two oh, more, yeah. and I was like, "Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one thing I would say is, I know a lot of people hate it, and I know that there is this like plethora of people that love Halloween, but Halloween ends to me is actually a superb film. Yeah, I love Halloween ends so much. I I I'm a been longtime fan of the Halloween franchise. It's like the first real scary movie. I actually Poltergeist is the first real scary movie I ever saw, and then I watched Halloween, and a huge fan of the Halloween franchise. I love fucking uh, I love fucking Parsons and everybody else. They get in there for those. They're great. Love Jamie Lee Curtis. The last one I was really really disappointed with Halloween Kills. This one I was like. Fair I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I had fun with it. Was it awesome? Uh, it wasn't awesome for me, but it worked. So, yeah. fair enough. I had fun with it because it was completely different from the like series. It, which man, I it, took. It almost felt se- as removed. Of witch. It yeah. It almost felt as removed as season of the witch. Yeah. It it was. 
to me. I mean, I loved it because it was all practical effects from the fucking DJ getting his head ripped off. Oh, yeah, I like that. Like, I loved it, man. I, the, I loved it so much. Tongue on the record. <laughs> Par for the course. Yeah. I loved it so much. I also so, watched. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. No, that's my my bit. Uh, I also watched uh, Don't Worry, Darling, um, just to see what all the commotion was or wasn't about. And uh, oh, yeah. And did you it was, it was all did right. you not worry? Yeah, it was just it was fine. I I don't know. I what I what I suspect happened is somebody who didn't normally write horror started writing horror and they're like, I've I've got a brand new I've got a brand new idea. And then they gave it to their friends and their friends are like, oh, like the Stepford Wives. Oh, like the village. Oh, like this other movie. Yeah. And they're like, fuck. And they yeah. tried to change some things. And then they were like, now it's now it's different. Uh, it was, it was well, just, it was just okay. It did like the ending was a little flat for me. I really like Florence Pugh. I actually thought Harry Styles was pretty good. Uh, Chris Pine was great as kind of a cult leader sort like of, a, sort of guy. It's like a movie. It's like a movie. Yeah. Oh God. That was, a, it's like, like a, a cinematic, you know, you really need to like go to the cinema to, to it's a movie. It just, it, it, that's the description of it. It's just a movie. Is is the rating I would give it if I could give it a a, a a a vaguer rating? I don't know. Give it a seven. It had some cool stuff in it. I I wasn't blown away with it. I wasn't mad. I watched it. So I don't know. It was just whatever. Well, last thing that I would uh, send you off with is uh, a movie called Threads. Movie called what? T H R E A D S. Threads. All right, I got you. I'm not going to say anything about it. Okay. But watch it. Threads. What's it on? Like, where is it? Is it streaming or what? what where is it at? How about this? Go fuck yourself. Find it. Okay. All right. Threads. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, go fuck yourself and find it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said that to them <laughs> earlier on. Yeah. Danny. Yeah. No, don't definitely. Me do. out to be a fucking I don't, I don't have my, I'm not, I'm not phoning it up here. I got my, I got my, my phones for the purpose of this podcast. Granted, now that I know this and this is the first one, next time I will have my laptop handy. But, uh, yeah, I, as far as like getting into stuff, man, uh, do you, do you play games, Brandon? Do you like, uh, do you have like a D and D campaign you got going on or you get into video games or anything like that? Well, I, <clears throat> well, I host a, uh, with friends and family, a D and D campaign, but I'll, always, uh, with the games. Are you uh, the DM? Last of Us, Last of Us 2. Are you the DM? Yeah, I most definitely am. I feel your pain, brother. I just, I would love to play Dungeons yes. and Dragons someday, but, uh, I don't, sadly, I don't think I'm ever going to get to just be a character. Because I, I DM. Why? I, I DM like three, Why? three you're different. Friends with, you're nope. friends with. You got one I can jump in Will on? Will you stop talking for like two seconds? No. This is my show. It's what Jesus I do. I get in here Christ. and I, I fucking yeah, well, run. I mean, fuck your show. I, I run my fucking cake hole for two hours and then I, I get drunk. Oh, no. Hey, welcome to Nod Knob's fucking <laughs> spectacle. Hey, over here. No. Anytime that you want to. Like play an actual in in a group. Oh, that's fucking Everybody. awesome! Yeah, you when, know like where when, to fucking go? When do you guys play, and how long are your sessions? Those are my two biggest questions. Because when I when we do uh, it, it's like break. once every couple of months, and for like six to ten hours. So 
I don't do that. I do uh, every other week normally whenever I'm uh, actually home. And then we do it for three or four hours at the max. So we don't ruin it into the ground. And then everybody's all upset. And I actually can remember it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, come on, come all. All I'm saying is all of Danny's like, 412 followers. Hey, you just hit me up. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, you got a bald head? You got a skull? It? Hey, man, count me in. <laughs> That'd be a good time, man. Um, in. yeah, hey, I, Danny, yeah, you are more than welcome at the table. Well, good. What, uh, what, uh, what rendition do you guys play? Yeah, but last time I played was 5e, yeah, fifth edition. I yeah. used to play since I was, uh, Third edition before 3.5. At I like think 10 the, years old. I think the last one I played was 3.5. And, and yeah, you know, prior, I was like in high school or something like that. So, so tell me, uh, Brandon, you have some, some stuff you want to plug again. I know you talked a little bit about it up front. Do you like what, what all, what all, uh, fingers you got your, your, what all pies you got your fingers in, I guess? I feel like this is, more of a sexual talk. So I'll, I'll say it be. like this. I, I like diddling very small things, uh, very small statues, uh, putting paint on them and cherishing them to my soul. Uh, the one thing I will say, especially, is that uh, Danny is very sick right now. And yet he's putting it on his show. Oh, I'll edit all that. Uh, out. And actually, I'm I'm quite better. I'm just congested. Is it like I'm just snotty no, as fuck? I feel like a million bucks. Up. Will you just stop, Danny? We oxygen <laughs> is not like flowing <laughs> to your body. All right. So, uh, yeah, like uh, I have Ed Osimperi's Emporium. I uh, did this after my father. Um. I believe in it fully. Uh, I, I love to paint characters and shit like that or montages or like even Danny. I'd paint yeah, his forehead <laughs> or his body. Yeah. And my mom even said, uh, if there's one thing that your dad would want, it would be to paint Danny's body. And she doesn't even fucking know. So we can make that happen next time you're next time you're in town. Uh <laughs> my mom has no 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 ties to a sexual partner. So she is single, good. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll fuck. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's good to know. Good to know. Uh <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, do you do you get back over to Missouri often? Uh, no, I, I plan on uh, most likely never doing that, but... Fair? No, I do love it. A lot of people talk shit about it all the fucking time. I it, just it sometimes can be a pretty... About it. it can be a pretty awful place, but now that I'm like older, I'm like, eh, who fucking cares? Every place it's, is awful. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. just... It's the, I mean... Yeah, it's the same my, as every other place. The only difference is I know some people here. The one thing I would say... Uh, Never mind. Not gonna get too deep. But my dad died, and then me and my wife came here, or came there, or went there, 
and I knew every single facet, like driving ATVs, doing whatever. And she had no idea. So for me, it was like normal driving around ATV. She's like, hey, country boy, can you take me on an ATV? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, country boy. Yeah, girl, take you on a country. Right. Yeah. I, I'd, I had never really considered myself to be very country until I like traveled a bit. And then I was like, oh, I'm country. I as fuck. Well, I kind of love it. Yeah. I mean, it's ain't nothing wrong with that. You other know what people I mean? see it as other people see us as this country esque. And honestly, man, I love it. It's a weird, it's a weird place it. to be, but, uh, so you, how much time, do, I, all right. I am curious about this. Your, your minis. I want to talk about that for a second. Where do, do you like purchase them? Do you 3d print them yourself? Do you have like a resin table? Like where do you, how do you acquire them? Because I have, well, I usually, have followed your page and before I knew that it was you, I was like, Hey man, thanks for following the show. Your fucking minis look dope. But I didn't know that you were well, who you were. I was like, oh, man, this guy's into D&D minis, and they look pretty sweet. Well, yeah, I usually print them myself. But over here, I had a dude from Britain uh, send me a piece, and then I kind of piece them together. Not how they were supposed to be printed or seen. And it's called kit bashing okay uh you take certain pieces and make them into a monster in my head what you feel like that monster would be um yeah so i you know i am tasting taking my artistic ability and trying to force it on anybody that will watch it (laughs) Well, that's cool, man. Do you make a you like YouTube? You make videos or anything like that? Not yet. Um, uh, you should get into that, man. I, I would tune in for that. I love. There's uh there's one that I watched in particular. It's called um God uh, the guy the host his name is Brent, and it's called like Goober Town Hobbies. That's what it's called. Dude, this is the most relaxing fucking YouTube thing I know, on the planet. I know Brent. <laughs> I know Brent. <laughs> He's very lighthearted. I, on the other hand, am not lighthearted. No, there's uh, other there's other ones that I like for instructional purposes that I prefer. But when I was like trying to get into painting and figuring out how to do it and like what are the methods that are used and stuff like that, I I watched a bunch of his just because I was like, man, this shit's relaxing. <laughs> like listening well, to this I, guy just talk have, about painting. I have a couple of suggestions, but we can do that after. I probably know some of them. I did, I did quite a bit of homework before I got into it. But uh, I think that's going to do us for, for here. Um, Brandon, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? Danny, I have followed this shit for the past, like, uh, six months before we actually got to meet each other. Yeah. And we had passed on, like, shit every once in a while music. Thank you. I appreciate it. I want to do it again, and I want to talk about more so uh, Stallone's bullshit. 
Well, good, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself so much, and I think we would like to have you back on sometime. This is this is going to be incredibly handy for me, like when I know that I don't have a weekend available, but I still want to squeeze in an episode. Uh, since we are doing it remotely, I think it's easier for you and easier for me during the middle of the week. So yeah, I definitely see us doing this more as long as you're open to it. Love you, Danny. Thank you. All right, and as we say at the end of every episode of It's Just Two Movies... Oh, suck them off? Yeah! You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Let's go, let's go, talk! We're a one-eyed Batman! Can I make a suggestion that doesn't involve violence? Or is this the wrong crowd? Maybe we should call in a bomb threat to Houston. I think it's free beer night at the Astrodome. The Jedi, Bob, we don't fight with guns, we fight with the mind. Guys in business is a boomer. That is one big pile of shit. Jail gone. It's Just Two Movies is a production of Blue Cheese and Bacon Studios and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. I just wanted to throw out a couple of special thanks for the folks that make this show possible. Uh, big thanks to Brad Sexton for our jams, Lamplighter Production for our artwork, God-sized and growing for some musical guest appearances, and uh, Dave, who's our YouTube editor. We we probably wouldn't even be on that platform were it not for him. Uh, if you want to check out anything any of these amazing people are working on, all of their links are in the description for this episode. If you want to contact the show, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, at It's Just Two Movies. Uh, we've got a Facebook page now, um, so that's on there. Uh, you can always leave us a comment on YouTube. Uh, or you can email us at it's just two movies at gmail.com. Okay, yeah, and uh, if you like the show, you know, um, uh, like, subscribe, leave us a leave us a review. That that stuff helps tremendously. Go for it. All right, folks, you may not like this. Here's a word from our sponsors. So I believe Ken <laughs> that the balance shall tip in our favor of the culture, <laughs> like a fat, black, retarded girl. Riding a fucking seesaw with a midget on the opposite side. That is what he said. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) He's really going for it.